Welcome to Coaches and Conversations, where we remove the veil and talk about what it's really like to be a woman building a business online. Because here, it's not just business, it's personal. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach and Business Strategist, Tavana Denise. Let's dive in. So I am so excited to be having this conversation with you because we have had so many, so many deep and thoughtful conversations as I walk along the streets of Playa del Carmen. And I was like, girl, we have to talk in front yeah. of the people about so many things. And, and, and so let's just start with tell the people who you are, because we have a common background in healthcare. We do tell the people who I am. So I am Dr. Crystal Connor, um, the doctor is just for decoration. It's very fancy, so I use it. Um, but I have a background in pharmacy, so that that's where it comes from. But I'm Dr. Crystal Connor. I'm a certified life coach, and I work with female entrepreneurs trying to make that transition from being in the weeds of their business to confident CEOs. Yes, it is so awesome because before we push record, we were talking about like <laughs> all of the things that we had to get over to be in this place in our business. Yes. We're making over the 100K mark and that's mm -hmm. like the, the glorious place that so many people try to get to. And yeah. I think it's interesting with both of us having a background in healthcare where there are protocols, there is real danger if mm -hmm. we don't follow them where, I don't know if this was present for you, but for me, perfectionism is a beast that likes to rear its head from time to time. And not to mention that my mom likes to read my emails and posts and tell me when I misspell things. So it's like, what, what has your experience been with perfectionism? Um, my experience has been a lifelong partnership with perfectionism. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it carries over in every area of my life and I notice it all of the time. Um, I think through coaching, the relationship has become not as contentious and I don't judge myself quite as much for having these moments of perfectionism. But I think prior to me realizing that, you know, this is something that always pops up, um, it was a struggle. I mean, it just was a struggle to do anything. It was a struggle to start my business. It was a struggle to put myself out there. I yeah. don't know another word other than struggle. <laughs> yeah, and, and like you're doing the things now because I'm like yeah. always clicking on your stories and reels. I'm like, what is she doing now? Struggling. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think you, you raise an interesting point, right? Though that I think so many of us think that okay, either we have to get rid of the perfectionism or we can do mm -hmm. work. And yeah. I think it's like, sometimes some of us get rid of the perfectionism, but sometimes we just rock with it and we just yeah. keep going. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I've, I, I've learned to be aware of it. And I notice when it's showing up to the point where it's like, halting me or stopping me from doing stuff. I'm not, I don't, I don't get mad at it. It's just kind of like, oh, there you go again, girl. That's so cute. You think you can be perfect. Like that's so cute. It, it's not a problem. I used to make it a problem. So it was like, I had the perfectionism and then I made a problem. So it was like a problem on top of a problem. 
You know what I mean? Like I was creating more drama around it than was necessary. And now it's like, I notice it. It's like, that's real cute girl. You know, it's not going to be perfect. Like just do it. And so I can get past it so much more quickly versus like beating myself up about it or trying to coach myself through it and doing a million models. And like, I know what it is and I know how to move past it now. So it's, it's, it's a much better place than it was because it just, it just created a bunch of necessary, unnecessary drama for me. Yeah, totally. Totally. And then just like, like you said, just getting used to, okay, it's the tendency may, may always be there, but it doesn't have to run the show and we still have work to do and we still have lives to change and all of this stuff. Yeah. And I remember, I think you reached out to me on a DM one time from some post that I put somewhere like, Uh oh, Javonna go. And I'm like, all right, girl, you coming next, you know? (laughs) And, yeah. and, and you really came with it, like within, in short order after that exchange, like it was really was it like short order. From, it feels like to me <laughs> on this side, was like, it, it, short? it feels like to me, but yeah. like one of the things that I admire so much about you being a more general life coach is like you charge premium prices. And of course, everybody has different ideas about what premium price, right. are, but yeah, like, premium <laughs> <Super> premium, <laughs> premium. Right? yeah <laughs> yeah for for general life coaching and I'm not saying yeah. that as it's like oh it's just general life coaching you should right you shouldn't kind of thing but I always admired that about you so can Thank you tell you. me how you got to that place where you were like listen it costs this to work with me and yeah uh that was a process um And I did, I had coaching through that, obviously, because I don't think I would have gotten there otherwise. The process had a lot more to do with me understanding the impact that I have in my client, like working with me, looking at how it impacted my clients, like not taking credit for their work and the results they got, but realizing, hey, when this person worked with me, they were, they, they saved their marriage their family would say like they were able to do these things and things that you can't put a price tag on. And so I stopped like trying to figure out, well, if I work this many hours and, you know, I, I, you know, put this in it and I create these worksheets and do stuff. And I just started looking at the big picture, like, wait a minute and listening to the feedback from my clients. So I'll have a client say, you, you know, working with you has changed my life in this way, this way, and this way. And I would be very dismissive, like, girl, you just saying that. And then I had to realize, wait a minute, no, they're, they're really experiencing these changes that are hard to quantify because it's not like business coaching where it's like, okay, I went from this amount in my business to this. It's more like the way that I think has completely changed. And so because I think differently and I'm taking ownership and I'm showing up differently, these areas of my life have shifted because of that. And so I think for me, it was hard initially because I was like, well, I'm not a business coach or, or, you know, a weight loss coach. So there's no real tangible thing I can say I do getting to that place in my mind, like working through that was not an easy task for me. So having a coach helped me kind of realize this is what you offer. This is what you bring. This is the result you help your clients get to when they do their work. So I got to a place where I was like, okay, I think, 
I think I could charge this. And I, I worked with a coach who believes in premium pricing. So I was like, okay, I think I could do this. And it worked. I mean, it's worked. I don't feel the need to like, just raise my price, just to raise my price. Like, I don't feel right. like I need to like, just keep going and going and going and going. Maybe I will. But right now I'm like, I think this is, I'm settled here. I think this is good. I feel like my clients are getting amazing results and this is what I charge. And I don't really, I don't make a big deal about it. Like, I did initially, I think a lot of coaches struggle with what do I, what do I charge? What I ch Now it's just kind of like, this is my price. This yeah. is what I and charge. I, and I appreciate you kind of walking us through and I'm gonna slow walk it back because it's sometimes we, we see people online say, well, I just doubled my prices. Right. And I remember when you upped your prices the first time, it's like, Ooh, oh. <laughs> it's like the freak out <laughs> kind of moment. It's like, now yeah. you're cool as a cucumber, but yes. yeah. When it was first happening, it's like we somehow forget that that was really internally challenging to do it. Right. And then I also remember when you were like, I said the price and they just paid it. Right. And, and it was like shock like, and disbelief. And then, right. And right now it's just who you are. But I think the one of the lessons in that is like you would you don't know until right. you try. Right. And that doesn't mean that when you try it, it's going to feel amazing, like roses right. and dates or whatever. So, yeah. And it was something else you were talking about with the, the untangible results, like you can't quantify. Right. What it was. But, you know, it's so interesting, too, that people think because you're a business coach, and you went from a certain amount of money to a certain amount of money. Like my personal belief is business, building a business is like signing uh -huh. up for the personal development course you didn't know. Right. Exactly. And so that's why I always say I'm a life and business coach because yeah. I've had to coach clients. Yeah, you can't leave it out. Sexual relationship. Right. Spouse. Yeah. You can't separate it. It's hard to separate. Right. Yeah. And especially when you run the business by yourself. So I think the, the two go hand in hand and yeah. know, I've had clients lose ex-spouses during our process. I've had clients lose babies during our process. Yeah. Grandparents, like this stuff is real life stuff. And so it's, it's real. so interesting that we tend to think, okay, it's not like we're selling widgets and right. it's challenging that you can't just say, okay, me being able to get over the second miscarriage and not make it mean that my right. body is damaged or whatever, and let it take me out of my business for months. And like, that that's invaluable. There is no price yeah. on that. Yeah. And that happened during business coaching, you know? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a struggle. I, I think it's all like, it, it's like business maturity. It's like, I, I have recognized, and we were talking about this, like I can see within myself, these stages of me in coaching where mm -hmm. it was like, okay, I'm freshly certified. I must do everything that this coach said to do, right? Because I have a science background. And so, like you said, you got to follow the steps. If you don't follow the steps, it, it could be life or death, right? And I, I, my background is in chemistry. If you don't follow the steps in an experiment, you're going to blow yourself up, right? <laughs> like <laughs> there's an order to things. And so I really feel like subconsciously, my brain was like, listen, if you don't do it this way, because this coach is very successful and they said, do it this way. If you don't do it this way, you're not going to like have success. It's not going to work for you. And so I spent a lot of time 
really trying to follow steps. And it's like, well, let me follow this one. Well, let me follow this coach's steps. Let me follow this. And the perfectionist in me, like it just kept me in this, this loop of misery. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it was a struggle. Yeah. And I think, so it's the good student perfectionist, right? And you add our healthcare background on it. So like, if you don't follow the protocol, you could hurt or kill somebody and lose your license, AKA livelihood. And so I think there is a for real internal nervous system danger, Mm -hmm. like mayday, mayday, right? like do all the steps, do not pass and go. And I think it's, it's a, like you said, a, a maturity that we have to get to because here's what I found there is the 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 history and the tendency to follow the steps even if we don't realize like oh i'm trying to follow these steps i have such resistance to doing right. whatever this is that this person mm-hmm. that has all the success <laughs> that i want in my life is telling me to do like, like i'm resisting this and i can feel that yeah so much and like this internal tug of war between i have to follow the steps because if i don't follow the steps danger right and they're telling me something that just doesn't feel right for me. Right. And so it's really interesting when I think about that and some of, or right for me or right for me at this point in my Mm -hmm. business. Cause I I always have to say that as I continue to heal something that happened early in my coaching career with following the steps, like Mm -hmm. you're supposed to do A, B, and C, Mm -hmm. A, B, and C. And it just didn't feel right. Right. And So I carried a lot of shame around that and thinking there's something wrong with me. Exactly. Uh, it's not working or mm-hmm. I just have a strong resistance. Like my moral compass was like, no, don't right. do that. Right. So having to then break away from what was said to do and then find my own way, find my own way of doing what was said. Right. To do. So, yeah. And that was a process for you, right? Like it, it's a, it's a, not a, it's an, a maturity thing as a business owner is like, I think most people, most coaches go through this. No, I, I got to do this. And then it's like, we were talking about, I'm just now within the last five, six months, I'm like, yeah, I think I want to do this instead. I have a natural tendency to want to go against the grain. Like I, I have a little bit of rebellion. So I always have to check in with that part of me because there's a part of me that's always like, ooh, everybody's doing this. I want to do that, Mm -hmm. right? So I have like this dual, I have this internal battle, like that rebellious part of me is like, ooh, I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. But then there's that perfectionist part that says, well, you have to, because that's the only way to win. That's the only way to be successful. So I'm always like my self-coaching sessions, honey, they are very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I have like these, these multiple natures of, of how I operate, but I think the confidence has come in me doing the internal work to, you know, really feel good about who I am as a coach, who I, who I am as a person and what I have to offer and really feeling grounded in, I know I was purposed to do this. I, I know where I believe my gifts come from. And being really grounded in that has allowed me to really start leaning more into my own beliefs and my own intuition about, eh, this is what I need to do. I hear what you're saying, coach, coaching industry, whatever. I hear that you're saying that we're all supposed to do this, but this is what I'm going to do. 
Right. And knowing that it's not coming from that part of me that's always like, go against the grain, do something opposite of everybody else. But it's like, no, this is what's right for me and for my business. And what I feel is my purpose. Like, this is why I feel I was put here. And it's really important for me to protect that and not hand that over to somebody and expect them to like, you know, tell me what to do. Right. Like, I do believe in coaching. I'll always have a coach, but I have the confidence now where it's like, okay, I'm going to be coached. But at the end of the day, like this is my purpose. And so I'm going to have to like really lean into what I believe I'm being told to do, what my intuition is saying, what, when I pray, what God says to me, that's how I operate. So that's where I am. Took a while. (laughs) <laughs> it, it really, it really, really does. And I don't think there's a, oh, after two years, you're going to have it. Three years, right. you're going to have it. I th- right. think for every person, it it comes up at a different point in their journey. Yeah. Um, but but I think it's super important for all of us to get to that place where we trust ourselves. Right. And I actually found, I was in a group and someone posted something about how she started rewarding herself for getting no's. And I was like, that is so freaking brilliant. Right. Because in a sneaky little way, it was like rewards and dopamine hits and simultaneously calming down the nervous system to make it want to get the nose, want to get the thing that we are so afraid afraid of. And so I just thought, what a great idea to reward yourself for just trying yeah. for getting out there and getting the nose. I mean, I think you have to figure out what works for you because, you know, there was a time where I would see people, you know, in the, in the coaching groups that I was in, they'd be like, Oh, I got this many consults and I have so many consults a week. I have never had a lot of consults on my calendar ever. And so I was constantly like, what is wrong with me? How come I'm not getting all of these consults every week? And I was like, you know what? I don't need a lot of consults to get, you know, clients. I I don't need it. I get clients without a lot of, like, I literally had to work that thought because I was like, something is wrong with me. I'm failing at business, but I was still signing clients. But in my mind, I'm looking at what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is saying, because we love to share our wins. And I think that's important, but I was looking at people's wins and thinking something was wrong with me because I wasn't having that same experience. So mm. for me, like grabbing hold of that thought was gold. Cause I was like, Oh, I can still go out there and kill it and not have consults five days a week. Cause I, at the time I had a client that was a coach. I mean, she was knocking down the consults and I was like, something's wrong with me. Like I don't have them. I don't, I may go weeks without a consult literally. And I thought that meant something was wrong with me, but that thought was very helpful for me. So I think it's like really monitoring your thoughts and that self-coaching that we were taught to do is so important to, to know okay, these are the things that are really tying me up. This is really tangling me up is that I'm looking at this coach and they're doing these things and I'm not, and something is wrong with me. That whole something is wrong. Something is not working. It's not work. Like that thought loop, I think is so prevalent and not just in coaches, just in general, like I'm doing something wrong. Right. Well, really, and truly what I hear a lot of times is something's wrong with me. 
Yeah, something's wrong right, with like me. That we we internalize it and right. make it mean like I'm defective because right. I don't have. And it's like, okay, you can keep that if you want to, but like, let's look at some other, let's maybe look at yeah. it another way. <laughs> well, let's turn this around a couple of ways and look at it from different angles. Cause that, that is a thought that will, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's, that's pretty painful. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, there's so many different ways you can look at it. Cause you were saying there's sometimes you go weeks without consoles, but you still hit your totally. goals. And I do too. Yeah. I have ebbs and flows where I have lots of them. And, right. of them. and that's, and that's right. okay. Cause my energy ebbs and flows too. That's so, so interesting. Yeah. So we were talking also about our thoughts about group coaching, which is so funny <laughs> because I got a lot I of thoughts. coaches launched group programs. So right. since we're yeah. here talking about conversation and the real deal that goes yeah, around get in our it. heads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell me about it. I have a lot of thought, as you know, I have a lot of thoughts about group coaching. Um, <laughs> because I just think in the corner of the world that we're in, and the coaching industry is, is, is small. I mean, it seems really big, but it seemed to me that that's what you do. So you get fully booked, whatever that means, right? That's another thing. I was like, I need to be fully booked. I don't even know what that means, right? This is something <laughs> right. that the industry says you get fully booked and then you move to group coaching. And I've been resisting that in my mind from day one. It's mm. just like, I, I don't like groups. I just don't. I mean, where I am right now, that's not 10 years from now, maybe I'll be like, I love groups. I have a really, I have a struggle with it, right? Like being in a group and the thought of having a group myself, I know that it works for people. I know people that love groups. I'm not that girl. And so being a part of groups, knowing that this is the process, right? This is what they say you're supposed to do. You do one-on-ones, you get fully booked. Then you go to groups. I have fought against that for so long. And it wasn't until I was working with a particular coach and she was listening to me. Cause again, I'm like, oh, you're just resisting. You're trying to go against the grain. That's the rebellious part of you. You just don't want to do it. Like I kept like trying to coach myself. Why are you doing this? Why are you resisting? You don't like, what is it that you don't want to do about groups? And like, you know, I'm a coach. So of course I'm like, go towards the discomfort. That's what we do. Right. It's like, that's where your growth is. Go toward the discomfort. Every time Tavana, I try to sit down and follow the, the formula to do the launch. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I need to do the laundry. I probably need to like clean my clock. I could not get myself to do it. And so I started thinking, I started coaching myself. I was like, okay, uh, what else could you do? Like, what else is there? Like, if you don't, if you do one-on-ones, cause I love my one-on-ones. I don't have a lot of clients. I have a really high quality of client. Like they are just premium in every way, not just in the price, but like they show up, they do the work, they get the changes. And so I was like, what else could I do? Cause I really love these one-on-ones. I want to keep doing these. And like I said, I was talking to one of my coaches and she's listening to me and she was like, Crystal, why do you keep trying to coach yourself around this and into this? She was like, it's literally just a preference. Mm-hmm. You just don't 
prefer it. And that was like a weight lifted off me because I kept trying to make myself want to do what I thought it was that perfectionism, right? Like, this is how you do it. This is how you get to seven figures, right? Once you hit that coveted hundred K, then you must do these things. And so fighting against that for me was such a struggle. And when she said that, I was like, huh? Yeah, you're right. It is literally just a preference. Like it's okay that people do that. And that works for a lot of people. That's not what I want to do. And so again, it's like that confidence of leaning into what is it that I'm supposed to do? So I coach myself around how else could I make more money in my business and grow my business with one-on-ones? Like what else could I do? And it just started opening up all these ideas of, oh, you know, well, why don't you start a podcast, right? Which we can talk about the perfectionist and how that's going. It's like, (laughs) why don't you do that? And I like being on video. I like talking. So it's like, why don't you, you know, start pitching to the media? Why don't you think about speaking? I just opened it up. I was like, I don't want to do that. So these are the things I'm going to do. I'm going to do my one-on-ones. I'm going to, you know, do this podcast. I'm going to pitch to media. I'm going to start looking at speaking and get... That's how I'm going to grow my business. And that feels so much better, even though it's uncomfortable because I don't like being bad at stuff when I started. Like, I, <laughs> I don't like being in the struggle. It's uncomfortable, but it feels like I'm committed to that. I'm committed to like my podcast. I'm committed to doing it, even if two people are listening. And for me, that is a signal that this is the right way. Like I'm committed to doing the work and being uncomfortable, even if it's only two people that are listening or only, you know, one person watches my video. I'm okay with that. I'm going to just keep doing it. I did not feel that way about groups. Yeah, I think is it what you're really pointing to, at least as I hear it, is like the alignment with your alignment. And I always had this thought about procrastination right where you're like yeah. every time I sat down to think about doing a launch like laundry needed to be done and closets right. need to be reorganized <laughs> right it's like, hmm. and so for me it's like if you are a person that knows how to get stuff done and yeah know, and you're consistent with your self-coaching and you're on to yourself and aware and all of this stuff and you still are feeling that resistance and can't get it done it's like okay you could choose to right go and coach yourself around that or you could choose to just ask yourself, what do I want to do right, right now? What do I exactly. need to do right now? And I just, I think it goes back to this whole conversation that we've been having around autonomy, yes. essentially, in, yes. in our business and, and just really making our own decisions out of alignment. And then of course, right. we get to own those decisions we make and like, oh, that didn't work. And then right. you make another choice. Exactly. And giving yourself permission that in 10 years, you might be the queen of groups. I might be. <laughs> I might be like, all. I might have all the groups, <laughs> multiple <funny>. groups. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think it just goes back to, like you said, it's, it's the alignment and really trusting yourself. It's, it's self-trust, like being okay with doing something different and being okay. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a commitment. When I, I know when I feel that level of commitment, it's how I felt about coaching in general. I'm a pharmacist with a business degree who went from pharmacy to working in my family's construction company. Like literally there is no relation between my career jumps. 
to then becoming a life coach and the discomfort of explaining to people what in the world I was doing. I was willing to go through that. I was willing, I knew when I was like, I'm willing to do this as long as it takes that this was the thing for me. So when I feel that kind of, I'm willing to just do it. I'm willing to be uncomfortable. I'm willing to be kind of bad and struggle. <laughs> I'm willing to do all of that as long as it takes. That's how I know it's the right thing for me. And it always, it doesn't always feel good making those decisions, but it's like a intuition gut for me. It's like, I prayed about it. I get the confirmation. That's a, I go all in once I have those things. Uh. So, so beautiful. And I think we are going to do right there. So before, <laughs> before I ask you my last question, we please uh-huh. tell people how they can connect with you and follow you and catch on to some more of this awesome wisdom of yours. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm on the gram at Dr. Crystal Connor. That's where I spend most of my time other than Facebook. I have a Facebook group. I have links. I have all the socials except for Twitter. I'm too long-winded for Twitter. So I have that. And then there is the podcast. That's two episodes in. I'm killing it. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, what's the name of the podcast? Oh, see? I don't even, yeah, the name of the podcast is How to Be a Dangerous Woman. Oh, okay. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. It is not a true crime podcast. We're not talking about dangerous. That's going to wind you up in prison and stripes. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. So what advice would you give to your former entrepreneur self? Like if you could go back in time. If I could go back in time, I... I honestly don't think I would change anything about the path because I think it's, it was necessary. I would just advise myself to trust myself more, mm-hmm. to stop looking at everybody else and trying to compare my journey to everybody else's journey. And I would just tell myself to focus on me when I'm doing my path, my journey, celebrate with other people but don't make it mean anything about where I'm going. So good. Thank you so, so much. Krista. Welcome. Thank oh, you. That was so much fun. I will talk to you soon. All right. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, join our private community at tavanadenise.com forward slash join. This is your place to get real, get honest, and share what's on your mind and heart as a woman building a business online. I can't wait to meet you on the inside.